Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. It is a Monday night in downtown Everett. Tom Lafferty here along with Steve Willett, and it's time once again, Steve, for Prep Sports Weekly. It's that time of the week. We're here. It, we are here. Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Chevrolet of Everett, the office of Russell and Hill, and Screen Printing Northwest. And who do we have on the show this evening? On the show tonight, we're going to talk to three head coaches, three more local head football coaches. We've got Brandon Christensen. From Shorecrest High School, I hate to do this to you, Tom, but uh, knocked off (laughs) your Snohomish Panthers this past weekend, their first win of the season. So we'll catch up with Brandon. We're going to hear from Mason Siddick, the head coach for the Jackson Timberwolves, not too far from here, and check in. They uh, had a close call on Friday. They just barely lost to Everett, final score 17-14. And then we're going to talk to Dustin McGee. He is the brand-new football coach at well, he is the brand new coach at Middledale High School. He's not a brand new football coach. He's uh, been around the block. He's got a pretty impressive resume. He's uh, gone over to Meadowdale this year, and he has uh, turned the Mavs around very quickly. They are three and zero right now, looking good. They've got good numbers this year. Uh, have not met Dustin yet, other than to exchange a couple text messages. Uh, the Word on the street from the Meadowdale community. They're all very excited about him and happy with what he's doing. So we'll get to talk to him a little bit, find out what his background is, and find out how the Mavs have turned things around so quickly. Is that 164th that you get that word on that street? It's, it's that street. It's the street that uh, runs right in front of the school, which I guess would be it's 168th, yeah, right? It's 168. 168th. So it's, it's that street over there, you know. <laughs> okay. the, 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 the mean streets of Meadowdale. There you go. So three coaches coming your way this evening in our show today brought to you by Kia of Everett, the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Dave and Buster's, Glass by Lund, and by Marysville Toyota. Shall we take a look at football from uh, a week ago? We shall. And we were at Quilcita Stadium on Friday night for the Berry Bowl, and the Tommies are now 12-0 and against Marysville Getchell. <laughs> Luke Shoemaker went 16-23, of 23, 267 yards, three touchdowns to uh, – all to different receivers, I was going to say. The game was stopped for a nearly 30-minute injury timeout. 28-6, to the final, Marysville-Pilchuck and Marysville-Getchell. Can't they just let Getchell have one Barry Bowl win? <laughs> just, it's, yeah. And it's not even usually a close game. I will say this, though. Uh, we, we've done two games for uh, Pilchuck back-to-back weeks now. We saw them blow out Stanwood the week before. They blew out Edmonds-Woodway the week before that. A very, very good Marysville Pilchuck team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know moral victories aren't necessarily something that Davis Laura and the the Chargers wanted. Twenty eight six wasn't that bad. I, uh, no. I I was expecting the game the game to be a little more lopsided. It's a tough Getchell team. They're they're scrappy, and they uh, they they're not afraid to hit you in the mouth and, and take a hit from time to time as well. Uh, was impressed with what they brought to the table, but yeah, it wasn't enough. And again, Pilchuck, I think they. They picked another year in which Pilchuck looks very strong. So, unfortunately for Getchell, uh, that Barry Bull trophy is going to stay over at Pilchuck. But uh, gave him a run, and Pilchuck 3-0, and looking good. Let's get a quick update. You had talked – you communicated with Davis Laura. Oh, yeah, a- Andrew Witcher was the uh, the player there. He was uh, had a concussion, uh, left the hospital that night. They took him over there for precautionary reasons. Uh, yeah, so we got, we got good news later that night that he was out of the hospital and – I haven't heard any updates in the last day or two. I'm sure he's a little bit sore and uh, sure. uh, kind of a scary moment out there. It always is, but that's uh, that's 
kind of part of the game, and also it's one of those things where you you take every precaution necessary when you have an injury like that. And a great job by everybody that was in the building, all the folks that were working at the stadium, as well as the Marysville uh, first aid responders who came out and took care of him. So, uh, yeah, tip of the cap to everybody involved there, and we certainly wish him the best. And Marysville Pilcher, again, gets the win 28-6 over Marysville Getchell. It was Stanwood 56 Oak Harbor, six, big bounce back for Stanwood. They let 21 nothing six minutes into the game. Crew Swanson and Canyon Bumgarner each scored twice for the Spartans as Swanson scored two rushing touchdowns. Bumgarner had a kickoff return and a follow return for scores as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that score was like, was it 49 nothing at halftime? 49 nothing. Yeah, half. it was 49-0 at halftime, and Oak Harbor now gets to play Marysville Pilchuk, who, was beat by, or who beat Stanwood by 29 points the week before that, so I'm sure – they're really looking forward to that game. But, yeah, good for Stanwood. Obviously, when you lose a game the way they did to Pilchuck the week before, you want to bounce back. You you want to get some positive vibes going through your program, and certainly they did that. Speaking of Meadowdale, as we were, 27-8, they get the win over the Mariner Marauders. Nolan Swanson, Luis Partida, and Del Rosario. Luis Partida, Del Rosario, Ethan Gabo, and Cameron Platt each scored for the Mavericks. They spread the ball around. Spreading it around, Platt is the quarterback. I think he's been throwing and scoring touchdowns this season. I think he had might have had two rushing, two passing the week before. So he's certainly doing a nice job. They had a pick six the week before as well um, from a, a player that we didn't mention on there. So certainly a lot of people getting in on the action, and I'll be curious to hear coaches uh, take on what the team looks like. The Ever Seagulls got their second straight win over Jackson 17-14 on Friday night. Two straight wins for the Gulls. Michael Nolan ran for one and threw for one touchdown. Mauricio Garcia Luna hit the field goal for the difference in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the Gulls with a 17-14 a win on Friday, a 21-14 win the week before. So they're winning close games. And, of course, Mark Stewart, we had him on last week. Not a big surprise that he's doing good things over there. Certainly we'll be looking forward to seeing what they can do. Well, they played a video from Jacksonville Jaguars and Ferndale alum Doug Peterson. Jake Locker was on hand. They opened up a brand-new stadium, and Ferndale beat Glacier Peak 22-16. Brand-new stadium at Ferndale. Golden Eagles got the win. Talon Bungard scored twice for Ferndale. Yeah, kind of cool for them. Obviously, anytime you can open a new stadium, that's a big deal. When one of your former alums has a Super Bowl ring as a football head coach in the NFL, Kind of a nice thing as well when you also have a former NFL quarterback as part of your alum group, and he's at the game. And I, obviously I think Jake Locker is a big part of that community up there still. Yeah. Uh, big night for them. I'm sure it didn't help Glacier Peaks cause it all when everybody's got that, all the enthusiasm and they're all geared up and ready to go and tried to celebrate it. And obviously you don't want to lose on the uh, first game ever when you open a new stadium. And right. Ferndale got it done. And in Glacier Peak, again, it's two losses now, but they're not losses against, you know, how do I say this? <laughs> Just bottom feeders. How does that sound? There, there we we won't say anything that's yeah. controversial. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've lost to Camus. They've lost to Ferndale. Those are two very good programs. That'll probably go deep into the playoffs yes, sir. When, when those roll around here in about a month. It was Arlington beating Mount Vernon 52-14, 7-7 late in the first quarter. Then it was 45-7 early in the third quarter. They just, just opened up a can. They've done it three weeks in a row now. Kamiak, Marysville, Getchell, and Mount Vernon, they've done that too. And I was just trying to do some quick math here a second ago off max preps. I think they're scoring about 46 points per game and giving up just a little under 10. Uh, they do play Ferndale this week, so that'll be a nice test for them. And then they've got Stanwood and Marysville Pilchuck after that. So we'll see what Arlington can do moving forward. But certainly uh, Coach Daler and their squad getting some nice wins early on. Shortcrest got the win over Snohomish 12-6. to Not much offense in this one. Shortcrest scored on a rushing one-yard run by Kevin Vaux. 
plus a Gus Hamilton 25-yard field goal and a safety. Snohomish scored on a Parker Jackson 94-yard kickoff return to open the game, and that was all the scoring. 12 the hard way, huh? I guess. That's right. Yeah, that opening kickoff, and obviously I, I would think that if you're uh, Shorecrest at that point, after getting beat up pretty good the first two weeks of the season, you're probably thinking, here we go again. Well, then everybody stepped up and got the job done, and they, they got the W on the road, too, so that's a nice win for them. The Mount Lake Terrace Hawks continue to roll 35 nothing over Shorewood. It was billed as a battle of two unbeatens. Wasn't much of a battle. Zevian Jones rushed for 265 yards on 18 carries and scored four times for the Hawks. When's the last time a Mount Lake Terrace Hawk had 265? Well, on the they, they've had some guys. <laughs> Running back has not been a problem over the last 10 or 15 years. So they, uh, between guys like Devontae Downs, who ended up playing in the NFL, and right. Carroll and uh, Chance Ragsdale, I think, had three games. I broadcasted all three of the games where I think he had 300 plus two out of three weeks and had over. So they've had some guys, but. Uh, Xavion's different. He's just he's built big. He's he's strong. He's athletic. He's not a guy you want to get in front of and try to tackle by yourself. Uh, and and they're finding that out. And a lot of teams have known that he's been starting for them since his freshman year. So no big surprise that by the time he's a senior, he's doing what he's doing. And and the pieces are starting to fall in around him. Three and zero. Now we'll see what happens moving forward. They're going to have some tougher games on their schedule coming up. But certainly, if you're Mount Lake Terrace. You're not used to being three and zero. I can I can vouch for that. I've played for Mount Lake Terrace for four years. Uh, uncharted territory, not necessarily completely, but it's uh, a territory they're not in very often. So we're uh, we're enjoying that up there. We shall see what happens down the road. Forty six nothing. It was Edmonds Woodway over Linwood. Stephen Warren threw t- two touchdown passes to Jesse Hart the third and two to Diego Escandon. Warriors led. 40 nothing at the break in that one. And this is kind of the Edmonds Woodway that I think we were expecting this year. Yeah. All three of those guys you mentioned had nice years last season. And I think we were we knew that they were going to be a vital part of their offense, and here they are. It's Linwood. I know Linwood's kind of down right now too, but certainly Edmonds Woodway, when those guys get going, when Steven starts throwing the ball around the field, and those two guys in particular start catching passes, it's, it's a lookout time for their opponents, and consequently they've gotten two wins in a row. J.T. Marsh scored three times, and Avery Kleppen scored two times for the Red Wolves as Cedarcrest beat Cedar Park Christian 40-7. to On defense, Reed Fiala and uh, Ben Mallory each had interceptions. Yeah, nice win for them. Uh, Cedar Park Christian was looking at their stats. I actually, I'll raise my hand, I picked them to win this week when we were doing our pick-ems. They blew out, I think it was uh, Bellevue Christian the week before, a team that I think had beaten them last year. I might be wrong on some of these facts here, but anyway, I remember just that, kind of trying. That's to, never stopped you from a good well, story. You know, it's. <laughs> I tried to do a little homework there. It, it was enough to where I thought, well, this might be a yeah. team this year, and they might be able to get Cedar Crest. I knew Cedar Crest was good. They returned a lot of guys from that team last year, and heck, they went into like week seven or eight undefeated last year. I thought maybe Cedar Park Christian can jump up and bite them. As soon as I saw the score, I thought, no, not not quite. So, uh, yeah, it's, it speaks well for Cedar Crest. They've got a lot of. Big West Coast type of games coming up here down the road, too, that we'll uh, continue to watch, and I'm sure we'll be talking to Coach Viella there eventually. And we will see Cedar Crest against Everett, a couple of That's right. all-everything linebackers from the University of Washington playing against <laughs> each John other. John Viella versus Mark Stewart, yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's not bad at all. Two guys that uh, yeah, both had excellent careers for the University of Washington. There you go. So that was the final there. Again, Cedar Crest over Cedar Park Christian, 40 
to seven. Close game up in Skagit County, but Burlington Edison got the win over Lakewood, twenty-five twenty. The final there, and still a, a Lakewood team that's going to be in a lot of those games while they're playing up there. Yeah. They're a good young team. Coach McShane has them trending in the right direction. It's just it's a dogfight every Friday night when you're playing in that Northwest Conference. It's a tough one. Granite Falls beat Bellingham 32-27. The Tigers scored three touchdowns in a three-minute span of the third quarter. Caden LaPlante threw three touchdown passes, two to Jonathan Roberts, and one to Bradley Keough. Bo Everson added a pick six for Granite as well. They went at 32-27 over the Bay Wolves. Yeah, that LaPlante to uh, Johnny Bayhawks. Roberts. Bayhawks. The Bayhawks, there you go. That LaPlante to Johnny Roberts combination is going to be a lethal one, I think, all season. And How about Bellingham? They've got to be wondering what's going on with them right now. They've had two different Wesco teams or two different teams from the Snohomish County area play them over the last two weeks. They, I think, 21-0 lead against Meadowdale, lost. Right. I think they were up by at least 14 in this game. It might have been 21. I think it was 21-7, lost again. So Bellingham, 48-minute game, guys. You just got to keep playing, but they're, uh, yeah, they're in there. Salton goes to 3-0. They beat Coopville 46-13. Derek Feltner had 17 carries, 289 yards, and three touchdowns for the Turks. And they improved, as I mentioned, to 3-0. Yeah, 3-0, and I think they've blown everybody out they've played so far, too. So Salton looking really good. I think the black and blue bowl game against Granite Falls is two weeks away. I think so. That's going to be a good one this year. Obviously, two teams that are doing it a little differently. Feltner definitely gets his share of carries and gets his yards, and we've seen that Granite Falls – Likes to, to pass the ball and distribute it around with LaPlante. But uh, I'll tell you what, if you live in that area, that's a game you're going to want to be at. Obviously, they're, they're two rival schools. They always play really good games. But, yeah, I'm looking right now, and, yes, yeah, Sultan has given up 16 points this season. They'd only given up three over their prior two games, and they've scored at least 40 points in all three of their games. So Turks are blowing people out. They've got Sammamish this week, which I'm sure won't be an easy game. And then it's Granite Falls on the road the next week. There you go. Well, Nooksack Valley came in ranked number one into the game last Friday night, and they left not number one. Kings wins it 28-26 over Nooksack as Noah Clark threw for three scores and ran for one more for the Knights. Then Kings goes to 3-0. Yeah, Nooksack Valley, I think, beat Kings by two last year, so a little payback time there. Mm-hmm. Two great schools, two great matchups. Both schools are in the top five in the state for a reason. Who knows, maybe they'll play each other again come November. It was Darrington over Lummy, 50-20. Hunter Anderson went four for six. All for re- all four receptions were for scores. Three for Cooper Green. Chevy Vincent had three interceptions for the Loggers. Again, they went at 50-20 over Lummy. 3-0. Go Loggers. 3-0 for Darrington. It was Linden over Squalicum, 35 to nothing. Not much to report there. It was Anacortes, 45. Archbishop Murphy, 40. Anacortes is just playing good. Oh, always. <laughs> just about every year. Wildcats just couldn't get any momentum there. Cedar Woolley blank, Seaholm 35 to nothing. Cascade Inglemore, that game was canceled. It was supposed to be Saturday at Popkini Stadium. Lake Stevens did play. They played Federal Way at Auburn High School because of construction going on at Federal Way Stadium. So that's the reason they moved that to Auburn High School Saturday at 4 o'clock. Colton Matson ran for two, three for two. Threw for two is what I want to say. And Jayshon Lamar ran for three and caught one touchdown pass. Yeah, a little, little tune-up before Westland from Oregon comes up up north here. But, yeah, and Federal Way usually has a pretty good program. So the fact that Lake Stevens went down there and trucked them by 50, yeah. ouch. 63-13 the final there. And 53 to nothing the final. Monroe over Kamiak. Blake Springer 
threw for 201 yards and three touchdowns for the Bearcats. Mason Davis, Aaron Clifton, and Matthew Rodriguez caught those passes for scores for the Bearcats. Turns out the Bearcats are good again. Who knew, right? <laughs> they turn right around, they're, don't they? They're pretty darn good. So that's a look at high school football from last week, and our game this week will be the West Lynn Oregon Lions and the Lake Stevens Vikings coming up on Friday night 7 out at Lake Stevens High School. Two teams that won state championships last year. Right. West Lynn, the, what, 6A title in Oregon? Yep, yep. Lake Stevens won the biggest, well, and 6A is, is Six, the largest one, yes, right? Yes, it is. So the two teams yep. that won the largest classification state championships in their respective states, Oregon and Washington, that's a game to get out to. And then, by the way, Westland, I know Lake Stevens doesn't want to be reminded of this, spanked Lake Stevens <laughs> down in Oregon last year. 40, I was going to use blew their doors off. <laughs> no, that works too. 45 to – woodshed, whatever you want to say. Yeah. 45 yeah. to 6. I was going through some of Westland's scores from earlier this season already. Oh. They're good again. Yeah. They uh, Shelton, the team, they, they lost to Shelton last year early in the season. Their only loss of the, the year. They beat Shelton from, from Eugene – in the state championship game, and then they played Shelton. And now, again, you never know who graduates. Right, right. I think it was like 41-3 to a couple weeks ago. West Lynn's really good, so yeah. we'll see. And have been in everything always. Yep, They're just, just always one of those. Kind of like Lake Stevens, so yeah. two, uh, two Goliaths going at it. So we will see them on Friday, and who do we see next on Prep Sports Weekly? We're not going to see him, but we're going to talk to him. It's Brandon Christensen, the head coach for Shorecrest. We do that next. Prep Sports Weekly right here. It's on KRKO. The wait is over. If you've been holding off on getting your hands on a brand new truck, now is the time to act. Introducing the 2023 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab RST, a powerhouse on wheels built for those that demand the best. And here's the deal you've been waiting for. For well-qualified buyers, enjoy an incredible 0% APR. Yes, you heard right, 0% APR. What are you waiting for? This deal is too good to pass up. Visit Chevrolet of Everett today to make this dream truck yours. Offer available to well-qualified buyers. Terms and conditions apply. See Chevrolet of Everett for more details. Once upon a time, Washington State legalized marijuana for adult use. However, driving under the influence of marijuana has never been legal. Almost 90% of the young adults in Washington don't drive under the influence. Call a ride, sober friend, or fairy godmother if you or your friends have been using marijuana or alcohol. Most Steer Clear to find their happy ending. To find out more, visit moststeerclear.org. This message brought to you by Neighborhood House and the Washington Traffic Safety Commission. Introducing Mangle in the Morning, KRKO's new morning show with Brian Mangle. So it turns out in this new survey that one in four homeowners are using their home surveillance system not so much for home security, but instead to spy on neighbors. Huh. Note to self, I need to build a taller fence. Morning 6 to 9 a.m. It's a great way to start your day with Brian Mengel on KRKO. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. 
At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of One, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. Let's talk about the Scots. Yeah, the uh, Shorecrest Scots getting their first win of the season the other night. 12-6 victory over at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Snohomish against Snohomish. And joining us right now, the head coach for Shorecrest, Brandon Christensen. Coach, congratulations on the uh, first win of the year. Oh, thanks, guys. It's much appreciated. Well, and, and I got to ask you right away. Obviously, you lose those first two games, and rough two games at that. Um, you got beat up pretty good by Meadowdale and Monroe. Opening kickoff on Friday night, Snohomish takes it back for a touchdown. I, I've got to think somewhere in the back of your mind, or maybe some of your coaches' minds, you got to be thinking a little bit. Oh, here we go again! And yet, you guys kept your head up, and, and you you buckled up and you did not allow a single point after that take us through that game and maybe the opening kickoff and maybe what the thoughts were at that point well like you said i mean it it's one of those things where you can't help as a coach who's been through it all before and seen it it's 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 lingering right like oh man we're just we're gonna we're gonna start our game like this and you know it's just not the mentality of right the team we have right now it's it's an outstanding group of young men who they they don't let little setbacks in the games even deter them from, you know, just getting better on each play. And so, you know, it's, while the, the thought might have been lingering in the back of my mind, it, at the forefront it was, we're good. We got this. You know, we've been an underdog before. You know, even in the games where we were, you know, getting blown out, they're coming over between plays or at the quarter and talking about how we need to scheme and the success that we could have if we do things on the field on the next play the right way. And so, you know, that's kind of the mentality we've taken to it. And so, we talk about the little W's. Um, the big W, obviously, be winning the game, but you know, we don't worry about that. So we talk the little dubs all the time, which is in any game, 160 plus plays, and that each play you're in a you're waging battle. Um, if you can win that play and you win that rep, then that's a little W. And if we put enough of these little W's together, a big W at the end of the game is going to take care of itself. And you know, that's it's a testament to this group of kids. We still have a lot of youth. They're just learning the game and, and learning how to come together and play and our senior leaders on this team have positive attitude and, you know, they've been through a couple of tough seasons and, you know, had the COVID year that was shortened up as freshmen. And so this, this group of guys appreciates the game. They appreciate the family and the brotherhood that's created. And you know, they just don't let little setbacks during a game affect how they go about their business on the very next play. And so testament to them. You, you talk about the little W's adding up. Was there a particular little W the, w the other night to where maybe – something clicked and you saw something change in the guys to where maybe all of a sudden they realized, Hey, we can play with these guys and we can get a, a bigger W tonight, so to speak. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a feeling in the sense as we got through that second quarter and we knew that we'd hurt ourselves a little bit offensively, just hitting the wrong gap or maybe missing one key block that would have sprung us. And we moved the ball. All right. But it, it really came down to, you know, 
what the defense did. Um, you know, we got our first opportunity to jump out there defensively. We kept it simple. We got guys in the right spots. We got aligned, and it was a three and out right off the bat. And I think that first defensive sequence, you could feel the energy, the comfort level of the kids, the, hey, we belong in this game. This isn't like, you know, the last two where we've struggled or we've made too many mistakes to overcome. This is one of those things where we feel like we're in the right spot. And those, again, small Ws in the first half of that game, there were a ton of them for our guys individually. And that confidence came through. It wasn't hanging our heads at halftime. It was walking out with a little bit of swagger, walking out like there was a, a knowing that they were going to win the football game. Um, but yet, like I said, they still focused in on the little W's. And the guys are saying them on the sidelines all the time, hey, win this rep, win this rep. You know, just, you know, let's get this first down. And so putting all those little pieces together, the mindset, the confidence, you know, again, a few, few lucky little things happened in the game, you know, a snap over the you know, punter's head and, whatnot but you know like i told the kids it's those things happen because of effort and you know you guys are out there putting in the effort and you know playing your tails off and those things are going to happen when you do that when you play the game the right way so yeah a lot of little w's and led up to the big w at the end which you know couldn't be happier for my group of kids well and you've kind of touched upon this a little bit already but i wanted to have you maybe talk about it and expand on it a little bit i was watching earlier today your, your game was broadcasted on stspn the other day and I know our, our very own Amp Harrell, who was doing the sideline reporting in that game, was interviewing a couple of your guys. It was Theo Childs and Kevin Vo. And the thing that got me just watching that interview, the confidence that they exuded. And I can tell you, from having played on teams that didn't win very many games, that's not always an easy thing to come up with. And, and for those guys to just to kind of talk the way that they did, and to, you could tell it wasn't a put-on either. It was very much genuine. Where does that come from? I mean, is that is that your coaches keeping them up and, and, and building them up? Is that just who they are as people? Maybe talk a little bit about that and some of these guys and the character of your players. Well, it's a culture you create, right? I mean, it's a big word that's out there nowadays. It's, you know, are you creating a climate or a culture? And, you know, it's we take our beatings and oftentimes getting kids motivated after, you know, a tough loss, you know, a 53-6 to six loss or 44-6 to six loss, yeah. You, you try to find the things that you can build on, you can grow on. You talk about character and you talk about coming together. And quite honestly, I think our team could see, you know, we can look back at video and they can see things happening during the game that they know they're just one play away. They're one, you know, extra little bit of effort. There's one down block. There's one missed tackle. They see all these things and they see how close they can come. And I think that really helps to build, you know, that desire and that drive to want to be better. Um, and honestly, the culture that's created there is, we've created that underdog mindset, you know, and I think Kevin said it, his mouth runs probably as fast as his legs do you know, <laughs> all the time. Uh, but he's right. Yeah. We, we take this underdog, nobody, you know, that we looked at the Herald, you know, there's nobody that picks us to win. Um, you know, and that's just, that's kind of after the last couple of years and, you know, not a huge program as far as numbers go that we keep a little bit of a chip on our shoulder and, and we like that underdog, you know, that placement. We like to be there. We like to be, ready to go um teams i don't think know and when they look at our film or and you can't see heart and effort a lot of times and um this team's definitely up there with one of the best ones i've coached uh, in my 23 years at shortcrest and hey if you ever need a little more uh motivation for you guys if you want to just remind them that the guys that make the picks in the paper for the herald not not the sharpest guys in the world oh, in some God, cases God, too God, so <laughs> two, two of them are on the phone with you right now so i'm just telling you right now we we don't always know what we're talking about so happy to be wrong sometimes hey, hey give us some names tell i mean we've already mentioned theo we mentioned kevin who are some of the other key contributors on this team 
Well, I mean, honestly, I could go on and on about kids who've just kind of stepped into a different role from, you know, kids who are playing on our scout team. Um, it's just everyone week in and week out comes in and, you know, puts in the work. And so, you know, some names that are out there right now, Carter Nichols is a junior kid who has found the weight room and got his, you know, cut his teeth last year playing as a sophomore and has taken on our left tackle position and really started to, to show some dominance out there, both offensively and defensively. And so great things coming from him. Peter Grimm, who is the most slender offensive defensive lineman that I had, I think he wrestled at 160 and he's all six, three out there. And, but body positioning wise, heart effort never comes off the field. I think he played every down in the game last Friday. And so um, those two guys are kind of anchoring a kind of piece together offensive line. Um, Right now, with a lot of youth on it, a couple of sophomores that are thrown in there, um, you know, learning as they go. So, um, from an offensive standpoint, Danny Stevenson took over at the helm this year as quarterback. He's a junior quarterback, and really his first ever taste of live varsity reps was game one against Meadowdale. Um, he's done a great job of taking on what he can handle offensively and what we're trying to get him to helping it evolve into each game, taking that next step as a leader. Um, you know, the the football side and skill set aside from everything else, just adapting to that position and being the voice of the team and putting all the pieces together and getting guys lined up in the right spot and the composure during the game. And if you make a mistake, being able to flush it and move on, he has handled all of that um, with absolute poise. And so, you know, he's we expect good things as this season grows and then obviously into his senior year next year. And so um, getting Gus Hamilton back, he unfortunately missed our first two games. He was our all-league tight end and a punter for us last year. And, um, he had a family trip that was due to COVID times. They were in Croatia, so we missed him, and he was kind of, I think, a, a, a mental spark, kind of an inspirational spark for the team, having him back out on Friday. He had a, a huge game for us, a couple of catches, a lot of tackles defensively, and uh, another name to you know, kind of keep watching as the season evolves. And so um, defensively, uh, Max Beers kind of holding down, him and Kevin Bowe in the middle of that defense, and then, Again, we have some youth out there that you know, are just Michael Murray's a sophomore who had an absolutely amazing game, um, good size and stature for a kid on the D-line up there, but just a sophomore and you know, just figuring out how to play. Um, Charlie Chin's a junior who has held the back end of the defense together, just knows in and out what our scheme is and how to get guys aligned and you know, communicates well with the back end. And um, Yeah, I mean, those kind of some of the, the key names of players who are showing some early success and are really kind of holding things together for us. Talk about your assistant coaches, the guys that keep those guys in the right place. <laughs> well, I have uh, I have four former players coaching with me now, um, which a couple of them on the C team, but you know, they, my message doesn't change a lot year to year and what I believe in from a philosophical standpoint, football wise. And so they know we're about energy. They know we're about heart and attitude and family and the experience of high school football above all else. And so, they preach that to the kids and they, you know, get the same meaning from every coach or the same message, I guess, from every coach and that, you know, we're out here to support each other. We're out here to, to work hard and like I said, earn those little W's. Um, yeah, my, my coaches put in hours that are, are countless, just like most everybody else's staff. And, you know, they do it because of the love of the game for the kids and they want to have, you know, see the kids have the success. None of them are, you know, charting their assistant coaches' wins in, in a book somewhere that they're going to hang a plaque on their wall for. So it's 100% out there for, for the bodies, the kids, the effort that they put in on the field. So 
um, they've been great. We've been fortunate enough to add a uh, Ryan Sherlock, who was a coach at Roosevelt for years. He's been very positive. You know, he likes to get out there and move around with the kids. I mean, the guy had ACL surgery in the spring, and he's out there running around playing scout linebacker and um, just bringing you know positive energy um, is what I would say all the coaches bring to this program. That's what it's all about right there. <laughs> we love it. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit about Friday night coming up. Uh, Xavion Jones looks pretty good right now. What are you, uh, What are we expecting from Mount Lake Terrace? So, pretty good. Holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah, I, mean, I was trying to go. I was trying to be <laughs> gentle, Coach. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, they Terrace has – they have a good group of guys that have obviously put some time into – um, the game of football, and you know they're they're they got the program rolling right now, and obviously Xavier's huge part of that, and so that offense runs through them, and you know defensively he's obviously a big factor as well, and so you know it's it's one of the things we look at the small W's like who who on the field is going to win their rep on this play, um, and when it comes to playing a running back of that talent and um, that ability, it's it's going to take more than one guy getting to him at a time to to bring him down and. Um, we got that, you know, we're, we're, we're mentally prepared for it. We want to accept that challenge. We look at it, you know, not, Hey, how are we going to do this? It's all right, we're going to do this. This is how it's going to work. And this is why it's going to work. Um, take a mindset that what we are doing is uh, we trust in it. We believe in it. And if we can execute it, then we're going to give ourselves a chance to our team a chance uh, to pull the victory. And so, Again, Terrace has 3-0. They've got things rolling. That is an excellent program. They're physical on the ball. Uh, they do a few little things schematically that, that put you into a, a disadvantage. And so, you know, it's a big challenge for us. And, again, it's we're 0-0 zero zero as we head into this week, and our goal is to get enough of the small Ws in the game to hopefully get a big W in the end. Okay, and I'm just going to ask you a fun question as we let you go here. I know it's weeks away, but we only get to talk to three or four coaches at a time. So i got to throw it out there because I know you guys are best buds too. Uh, Rotary Cup this year? You, you guys have any side bets for that, by the way, when you and Rob get together? Uh, I wouldn't say that there's a side bet, but you know, there's a Christmas gift or something that you go down the line. I'm sure. So, yeah, that's always a fun game, you know. And you know, we have been good friends, and it's great to see Reed, his his oldest son, getting you know some looks to go off to to play some college ball. And uh, you know, it's yeah, 364 days of the year could do nothing but support his family and him as a coach and you know we get that one day of the year where we shake hands and for 48 minutes we get to glare at each other and yell back and forth <laughs> and you know enjoy the moment absolutely so. and i guess i'd be remiss if i don't throw one more and since you just mentioned reed petchel who's uh coaches coach's kid over there at shorewood how's your former qb1 doing uh, he's doing well down at the university of redlands he's uh he's had some back issues unfortunately so he's uh on a medical you know hiatus at the moment but they've got him as an assistant wide receivers coach and assistant uh, special teams guy so he's doing scout cards and watching film breakdowns and still loving the game and kind of taking more of a role while we try to get these you know back injection things taken care of so he's missing it missing playing but you know still around the game and still loving it and uh yeah i couldn't be happier for him in the spot that he's in and that coaching staff down at u of redlands they, they've treated him well very cool. That's Carson Christensen. It sounds like Coach's kid already. He's already uh, helping to coach, so maybe one day he'll follow in Dad's footsteps. Well, yeah, I hope he takes a few bigger steps than I do. <laughs> right? So we always hope we always hope for the best. One hundred percent. Well, I think a lot of the folks in Shorecrest are glad to have you. So, uh, Brandon Christensen, we always appreciate your time, and uh, again, congratulations on the win against Snohomish, and uh, best wishes to the Scots moving forward.
I appreciate it, guys. Take care. Appreciate what you do. There you go. That's Brandon Christensen, head coach of the Shortcrest Scots. Should we talk uh, to Mason Siddick next? We should. I'm going to give him a call right now, the uh, head coach for the Jackson Timberwolves football team. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. I know it's hard to believe how expensive food has become. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that your neighborhood grocer doesn't want you to know. It's the Buzz In All Day Breakfast. Choose any piping hot cast iron breakfast skillet, the corned beef, tsunami, or Philly cheesesteak. A great deal on a great meal, $14.99. There's 12 locations, so get in the car and head to the Buzz In Steakhouse, where you get a lot for a little, and use that money you saved to do other things. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. KRKO. At Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, community is at the heart of everything we do. It's the spirit of togetherness and DIY magic that brings us all closer together. From lending a hand on your latest project to sharing tips and tricks, our store is more than just a place to shop. It's a hub where friendships are built and stories are shared. Discover top-notch tools, local expertise, and a friendly smile that's always there to help. Let's build, create, and grow together. Visit Lake Stevens Ace Hardware today. Ace is Building communities. That's a specialty of Smoky Point Concrete, and they're looking for some new people who share their vision. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit ReadyMix are hiring CDL drivers and non-drivers to grow the business and continue a proud tradition. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. Growing a team, building a community. Smoky Point Concrete, an equal opportunity employer. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of One, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. Prep Sports Week continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willett. How about the Jackson Timberwolves? We've got the head coach on right now, Mason Siddick. They had a close one the other night on Friday night. Losing by a field goal, fourth quarter field goal by Everett. Final score, 17-14. Mason Siddick joining on right now and nice enough to uh, to have some time with us this evening. Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on an almost victory. I know you guys have been working hard and uh, putting in a lot of time and effort. Good to see you guys playing a really close game over there. Uh, first of all, how are you doing tonight? Well, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I'm doing wonderful. You know, it's uh, always it's good to be on this show and talking some football with you guys, you know, and uh, – had a pretty uh, pretty decent practice today, so I'm feeling pretty feeling pretty good, man. I'm I'm feeling blessed, you know, without a doubt. 
No, absolutely. And I know, and I've jokingly made this comment on this radio show before, maybe not even jokingly, but I played for a high school team that won five games in four years. And I know what that mentality can be like and how that drags on players, how it drags on coaches. And you put the time and effort in and you want to see the fruits of your rewards. For you guys, and I know you guys had a rough couple of weeks to start the season off, you never like to talk about moral victories, but I've got to think your guys came away from that game feeling pretty good about themselves and what they were able to do out there. What was the mindset like after the game on Friday, and what was it like going into this week? Uh, I think uh, the first initial you know, response or the, the initial emotional toll was uh, upset, man, You because know, we feel like uh, we felt like we, we could have come out and we should have come out with a W, and um, you know, we had some, so many careless mistakes and, and penalties and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, so we were, we were definitely down on ourselves, you know, and uh, when you watch the film, and like you said, right, when you're in a, a, a hard-fought battle like that, there's a lot of good clips to show. And, um, so, and that's what, you know, that's what we focus on is showing the guys that, look, you know, this is, this is the type of play you guys are capable of doing it, and now we got to be able to do it and sustain it for, for four quarters. You know, we can't just string together a quarter or half or, or three, right? we gotta, we got to play all four. And um, so it was just nice to be able to show them and, and for them to see themselves uh, you know, making the type of plays that they know they're capable of, right? It's that validation, and so hopefully they'll be hungry for more. Well, and I know talking to you at the uh, the preseason function that we had right down the street here for the uh, the press conference for all the Wesco teams, Wesco 4A in particular, and, and you spoke about the fact that you had – you guys didn't win a game last year, but you returned eight guys on offense, nine on defense, a lot of youth, and a lot of guys who got very valuable – Wesco varsity experience last year. How much has that helped them coming into this year, and how much are you seeing that already through the first few games, and maybe more so even in, into Friday night last week? Well, I think the you know nothing gets you ready for a game like playing games, right? So having that the experience last year, they were all we were basically a sophomore team, you know, um, and those guys being under the lights for the first time, that's, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it. Uh, the speed of the game is is different to JV or C team, depending you know on where they came from, and um, you know so it was a lot of growing pains. And this year, uh, they're definitely ahead of where they were last year. You know, as a team, we're we're at least defensively speaking, right? These guys, um, for the most part, uh, know our stuff, and we still make a little you know a few mental mistakes here and there, and that's the the biggest thing is. I think right now they're at the point where they know the stuff, they're recognizing things, but they're hesitant in is what I'm seeing really what I'm seeing or is this really what I'm supposed to do? And if we can just get rid of that hesitation, right, and they can just pull the trigger and they can just play fast and they can play free, uh, then things will really start to, you know, change for them. And, and we had a little bit of that happen last, last Friday with, with Everett. Now, like I said, we got to be able to, to sustain that for four quarters and that just comes with the preparation you know you gotta um when you're teaching them x's and o's you're teaching them the game of football right and and we we're big on on building the football iq of our football players that that stuff comes with with time you know and you you try to cover as many situations as as possible but sometimes it's hard to do that at practice and uh sometimes you don't cover a situation unless you run into it and it's like oh snap you know this is Obviously, we got to cover this, you know. Um, so it's just getting these kids comfortable uh, and and super confident in in the knowledge of the you know of the plays and the expectations. 
And then offensively speaking, you know, we we got a new offensive coordinator. Our offense is a little similar, but uh, different play calls and signals and that kind of stuff. So there's definitely uh, expected some growing pains. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting a new quarterback this year. He didn't play for us last year. Um, you know, so there's, there's definitely some growing pains to be expected. But my expectation is for us defensively to perform in a little bit better than, than what we've done so far. Give us some names. Who are I don't know if you want to mention some of your standouts or maybe the leaders or the guys that are maybe bridging the team together or working the hardest, but give us some of the guys that maybe are standing out in your mind and who you want to make sure you give a shout-out to. For sure, man. We've got um, – well, the biggest key to, to us getting where we want to go, right, is with the players and them with the buy-in, so to speak, and, and really them just growing the culture that we're – that we've established and, and continue to establish. So Will Gamash is a, is a, is a name that comes to mind. You know, uh, Hudson Gilbert, um, Hasib Rasuli, Jason Pham, Will Tarpin. You know, we one of the biggest differences and the biggest change in our program is uh, our weight room numbers may still be the same as where they've been, you know, the year before. But the difference is the year before, most of the kids that were in the weight room were kids that we weren't necessarily counting on on Friday night. You know, uh, those were the kids that were fighting and grinding, trying to, to improve, and everybody should, right? Uh, but this year, even though the numbers are the same, the big difference is most of the guys that were in the weight room are the guys that were counting on on Friday night. And some of the names that I mentioned right there, they're a big, they're a big part of the reason why this culture is, is growing and it's taking hold and, you know, we're becoming more competitive. How about a shout out for your assistant coaches? Oh, without a doubt, man. Like you know, uh, there, you couldn't. I couldn't be where I'm at without without those guys. You know, and if I, I mean, Richard Stewart has really stepped up. You know, big time as a coaching staff. He's somebody that I, I lean on. You know, big time. And then adding Billy Russo as our offensive coordinator. You know, he brings. A, a, I'm sure that's a name you guys probably know because he's been around the coaching game. For, for a hot minute now, you know, and being able to, to lean on those guys and then having a guy like Tony Williams, you know, that we just, uh, he's really taking control of our, our special teams. And we had, what, um, two, three kicks, I think we recovered, you know, um, three push, uh, push kicks against Everett, you know, uh, and that's just him finding finding the holes and not being afraid to be to be aggressive, right? And, and then, of course, them earning the trust for me to say, you know what, man, like, Hell yeah, let's go for it. You know, um, I'm definitely, I'm blessed, man. Even though the the scoreboard isn't quite where I wanted to be yet, or where we wanted to be as a program, you know, these the coaching these kids and coaching with the guys that I'm coaching with, man, it, it makes it all worth it for sure. Well, a team that's also looking for their first win still is Cascade. What what kind of a game are we expecting on Friday? I think uh, no different than the one we played on this past Friday, except hopefully a little bit cleaner on our part, right? But a, a hard-fought physical game. Um, you know, it's it's district rivalry, so to speak, even though they're not uh, West Go for a. But you know, we we want to have bragging rights within within the district, and um, you know, with Cascade, that's a team that I haven't you know haven't had the luxury of beating since. Since I've been at Jackson, you know, at least with Everett, there was one year that, you know, we could say we got the best of them, so to speak. But it would be great to, you know, to kind of do some things that we haven't really done um, in my tenure here at, at Jackson. But uh, I'm looking for the guys to play hard. I'm looking for us to play um, a cleaner game, you know, and hopefully get a W. 
Well, it should be a good one, so we encourage folks to get out there on Friday night. Mason Siddick, always enjoy talking with you. Uh, keep those guys' heads up, and it uh, sounds like you're uh, you're on that path, and you're you're definitely going in the right direction, and we're wishing you guys all the best. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. There you go, Mason Siddick, the head coach of the Jackson Timberwolves. Yeah, so came close to getting their first win in two years the other night. I might just get one on Friday night, so that's uh, that's going to be an interesting game. They might. They take on the Cascade Bruins, and that's a six o'clock game, by the way, at Everett Memorial Stadium. Do you know why that is? For that's some weird, re- that's a weird start I, time. I know because <laughs> it's not a doubleheader. I, I, I'll be honest. While we were just talking to him, I was frantically trying to pull up West Coast Athletics, going, "Is that right? Yeah, it is right. It is right. Okay, so six o'clock. It is. Yeah, they did that with some of the games that are. I don't know why. That's. That's, get them all out of there earlier. Why not? <laughs> there you go. Um, what's next? We're going to talk uh, talk to more coaches. We got Dustin McGee coming up. He is the new head coach for the undefeated Meadowdale Mavericks. We'll do that next. It's Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO. For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund has been serving the greater Puget Sound area with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality, based on customer satisfaction. Glass by Lund is also a big supporter of the local community and has been a longtime sponsor of West Coast High School sports. So next time you're in need for a window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, tabletop glass, residential or commercial, why not call a place that has glass in their name? For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund. To schedule a free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Kia of Everett, the home of simple, easy, fun car buying. Buying a new car should be fun and quick. We understand our customers' most valuable asset is their time. We have one of the largest new car inventories in the Northwest, and with our pricing made simple philosophy, we never lose deals over price. Whether you experience simple, easy fun in person or online at keyofeverett.com, you will see the smiles, feel the energy, discover the excitement, so you know you picked the right place. Kia of Everett, your simple, easy, fun dealer. The best and brightest in Snohomish County sports gathers at the 2023 Snohomish County Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet on Wednesday, September 27th at the Edward D. Hansen Conference Center at Angel of the Winds Arena in downtown Everett. This year's nominees include Rich Haldy, former Washington State University baseball player, Air Force veteran, retired Everett Community College Vice President for Student Services, and the 1987 Cascade High School boys soccer team that won the AAA Boys Soccer State Championship. Tickets for this outstanding annual event are on sale now at snowcosports.org the snohomish county sports hall of fame banquet wednesday september 27th at angel of the winds arena sponsored in part by state farm insurance agent tony edwards the snohomish county sports commission and everett's greatest hits krko for tickets and information go to snowcosports.org that's snowcosports.org Game days are always better at Dave & Buster's in Linwood at the Alderwood Mall. Why? More screen on their 40-foot wow wall. That's why. That's because more TV inches, more food and drinks, more space and more fun make the game we all know and love more special. So celebrate your team with your squad. Enjoy the games and the good times with an unbelievable lineup of beer options. Now that is on point. Add more ding-ding-ding to your game day with more food and more screen at Dave & Buster's in Linwood and online at DaveAndBusters.com. Final segment here of Prep Sports Weekly on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis. Well, we've talked Shorecrest. 
We've talked Jackson. Who are we checking off the list now? We're going to talk Meadowdale Mavericks football. They are 3-0 and to start the season off. Brand new head coach. Seems like it's a new culture over there, too. Dustin McGee joining us right now. Coach, first of all, uh, welcome to Prep Sports Weekly. Welcome to Snohomish County football, and congratulations on the 3-0 and season. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. We're glad to be here. Well, first, I guess we should ask you a few questions here regarding your background, because I was uh, reading a little bit up on you here. You've kind of been all over the place, and it looks like you're uh, you're kind of notorious for taking over teams that have struggled and, and turning them around. Is there something about that particular type of a project that appeals to you? Is that something that appealed to you when you were looking at the Meadowdale job? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think I've been really fortunate to to be a part of programs that have just kind of required a culture change, and, and for whatever reason, I've been able to, to, to help turn those things around. I think it's just a, a blessing that God has, has given me over and over again, and uh, we're just happy to, to continue to do it here at Meadowdale, and hopefully we'll keep it going. So, so give us a, a rundown here. So you are from where? I am originally from Newport, Arkansas. Newport, Arkansas, and then you, you coach in Oregon, you coached in Tennessee. What was it about this particular neck of the woods? Were you looking to get up to the Pacific Northwest? Did a job bring you out here? How how, how did how does Coach McGee end up at Meadowdale High School? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, it, you know, I, I took my first head football coaching job in Oregon, in San Diem, and uh, we were there for three years, my wife and I, before we had kids, and uh, we just really fell in love with the, the Northwest, and I had a great experience, and then when we had our first child, we decided we wanted to get back closer to family down south, and that's where Nashville came into place. But, um, you know, we were there for four years, and as we watched our son get older, we just kind of asked ourselves, where do we want to spend the rest of our lives? And um, the Northwest was, was the answer for us as we came to that. So um, we looked for opportunities up here, and, and, and luckily Meadowdale was searching for something, and uh, we made it fit. Well, and this is a Meadowdale team that was 1-14 over the last two years. You've You've already surpassed that win total you've tripled it already in three games. And I've talked to some people around there. I'm an Edmond School District guy myself, so I've uh, had a chance to talk to some of the f- folks in the Meadowdale community. And the one thing that they kind of have all pointed their finger to is the, the culture change. So h- how do you go about that? First-year coach coming in, obviously new to the area, new to the school, new to the community, to, to get the buy-in from everybody and get them on board and to get the numbers up. Where, where does that start, and how do you feel like things are going? You know, I think it's just, um, I think it's just being honest with where you've been and, and where you're currently at and, and trying to build a vision for where we could be. You know, I, I think that anybody who's been around Meadowdale the last few years could tell you that there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of really strong family ties and, and community involvement. And uh, it was it was there for the taking. We just needed to really uh, believe in that process. And, um, you know, we surrounded the program with great people and great coaches and um, really just from day one, we tried to set a standard and we tried to set a vision and, and we held the kids accountable to that. And, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the kids just, just bought in and, and they wanted it. It was, it was really evident to me early on that the kids were hungry to find success. And, um, you know, we haven't had to egg them along too hard on the, on the culture change. It's, it's been something that they've been craving for a while, you can tell. And, um, and they've really dove in and, and done a great job. And we just had uh, Coach Siddick on from Jackson High School just before you. Very similar in that he he had a winless season last year, but played a lot of young guys and brought a lot of guys back that had that varsity experience. I guess that's one thing that it was fortunate for you and that you do bring back quite a few starters on offense and defense. I know you've changed things up schematically, but some of these guys 
having varsity experience. At the very least, has that kind of helped in this transition for them a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've got a we've got a a wealth of experience on the offense and the defensive line, and um, you know, we've we've just got a lot of players that have played a lot of football, <laughs> a lot of Meadowdale football, and um, uh, you know, they're really passionate about being a Maverick and 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 providing the community something that they can be proud of, and um, it's been fun to watch them go at it. Well, always a tough question for coaches, but we're going to ask you anyway. Can you single out some guys for us? Who are some of the, the guys that have really contributed thus far and have kind of helped Meadowdale to get to this three-win mark already? Yeah. Um, you know, I think Kelvin uh, Moudelaire, uh, our defensive end tackle, he's been playing at Meadowdale for a long time. He's a senior. Um, just a fantastic uh, leader of example, um, a young man of character, great family. Um He's, he's been a really a key piece for us as we've been trying to do this. Um, receiver Victor Eicher has been a, a, a standout player, um, somebody that, um, you know, I think just watching past film was really just underutilized, and he's got a skill set that really fits what we're trying to do at, and passing the ball, and he's just been a, a big-time playmaker for us on that side. And um, You know, I think Logan Sloan is a, a guard linebacker for us who's, uh, just exemplifies everything you want in a young man uh, and a young leader, and um, uh, just a just a fantastic person uh, and somebody I, I I trust to always do what we ask him to do. And um, I mean, the list could go on and on, man. We've got a lot of really talented kids and uh, guys that have bought in and and hit it. You talked about your assistants earlier. R- run us some names of your assistant coaches. Uh, yeah, so uh, our offensive coordinator, Michael Schuster, he actually traveled to Washington with me from Tennessee. We've been working together for about four years now. Um, uh, just, uh, a, again, a great man of character and a good leader. And uh, We've brought back a couple of coaches from last year's staff, um, Coach Dustin Gevishausen, uh, Quentin Borchette, who was the assistant coach of the year last year in the Polk Division. Um, Antoine Gamble uh, has come on the staff, Dwayne Adams, uh, and, and John Wilson, uh, all uh, a lot of new faces to Meadowdale. You know, a lot of fresh perspectives and, and culturally just guys that that fit what we want. Coach, I'll tell you what too. I had a chance to call a lot of Quentin Borchette's games back in the day. If he's got any eligibility left, you might want to suit him up too. He he can play a little bit. I don't know if you've heard about that. <laughs> I've heard, man. <laughs> he loves to tell those stories. So I, I bet he I does. He's got some, too, I'm sure, because that was quite the squad he had back in the day. And it's what you guys are trying to get back to, which is awesome. So uh, happy to hear it. What, what kind of game are we expecting from Inglemore this week? Obviously, a non-conference opponent didn't play last week, so you may not have as much film to watch. But uh, what are you seeing from them? Yeah, I see a really talented team, a team that plays really hard for all four quarters. You know, I think they've played two pretty tough opponents, and um, uh, they really get after it. You know, they do some things schematically that uh, that make you work, and um, uh, we're trying to put together a good game plan to to go fight them. And um, I think it's going to be a really good game, a hard-fought game, and um, two really good teams going at it. Well, certainly a Saturday football game over there at Edmond Stadium. 3-0 thus far, trying to keep it rolling there, and uh, happy to see the Mavs getting back to where they uh, once were. So, uh, Coach, congratulations on all the success you've had so far. Welcome to you and your family up to the Pacific Northwest, and uh, looking forward to meeting you in person one of these days. I'm sure that'll happen sooner than later. So, uh, until then, though, go Mavs, and uh, best wishes to you. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all. There you go. Dustin McGee, head coach of the Meadowdale Mavericks. Yeah, and there, there is talent over there. We know that. We've seen it before. They were in the what, state I should know this. I think it was they got to the state semifinals they did. about seven years ago. Uh, 
lost lost an O'Day game, a very tough fought O'Day game, almost made it to the state championship. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they've got the right person in place, I think, right now. The community's excited about him and what he's doing. The the kids are excited, and uh, a lot of times it just you know. And again, I I thought the world of the last coach. He's still somebody I consider as a friend, right, and right. but sometimes you just need to change, and they, they've got one right now, and it's going well. And Meadowdale's been good for years and a lot of things yeah 100 percent. yeah and they, they will be again and they continue to, mark stewart did a pretty nice job over there sure. for quite a while so uh we, we've seen it and mike don and then uh you know some of the other coaches that have come along in the in the past as well so it's uh matt leonard don't want to throw out my buddy matt leonard who did a, he was the one that coached them to the state semifinals sure. so yeah so certainly they've had their successes and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do and and again this is where the polk thing comes back in too right it creates a right. little interest for the kids you get some wins you build some momentum you jump back into wesco and you're off and running again we're seeing shorewood doing that now today's show brought to you by screen printing northwest the law office of russell and hill chevrolet of everett by the buzz in steakhouse smoky point concrete marysville toyota glass by lund also by Dave and Buster's, the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, and by Kia of Everett. And who did we have on the show tonight, Steve? On the show tonight, we had Brandon Christensen from Shorecrest High School, Mason Siddick, the coach at Jackson, and Dustin McGee, the coach at Meadowdale. Hey, uh, by the way, I wanted to shout this out earlier. We sure. didn't, although we've got one more show before then. Nine days from tonight, a big night coming up. It is. the. Uh, the Hall of Fame banquet. Stonebridge County Sports So Hall if anybody's Fame. interested, uh, get online. We could certainly reach out to us. I think you can just Google Snohomish County Sports Hall of Fame. A lot of big names going in this year. A great event that the uh, the folks that put that on do a phenomenal job every year. I certainly encourage folks to, if you're interested at all, y- you you will not regret going to that event. So uh, give it a look, and uh, maybe we'll see you there in nine days. Sure. It'd be, and it, it's a fun night. You know, the MCs give it a little shaky, but you know, (laughs) it is what it is. And and we'll also Tom Lafferty. (laughs) Yeah, we'll present our um, Russell Hill Athletes of the Year. We will, our high school athletes of the year as well. So, yeah, so it's a big night. It's, like I said, just a special evening. And really, if you're into Snohomish County sports and the history of Snohomish County sports, uh, to see some of these folks who have accomplished a lot, not only when they were playing here in high school, but also when they've gone on to other sports and at higher levels come back and show appreciation and how much they it means to them growing up around here to to go into that hall of fame it's neat so i certainly encourage people to do it so again that is a week from wednesday yep. week from wednesday will 27th. be that. yep and so again we'll be with you for another big night coming up on friday night it is the Battle of Oregon, the Northwest Battle, or what are we? We got to come up with a name. <laughs> At the of Battle it. of Oregon, we got a Washington. <laughs> yeah, are you are you ready to make? Are you going to make your uh, prediction public right here? No, <laughs> no, that's proprietary information. There you go. We'll hold off. You have to look. You have to read the Herald this week. But we'll be there, and we'll know right away what happens. Yeah, one hundred percent. We'll be there. The West Lynn Lions, the Lake Stevens Vikings, six thirty on Friday night, seven o'clock kickoff. Live from Lake Stevens High School Stadium. And then the Everett Silvertip. Boy, we turn right around. Silvertips start on Saturday. Is that coming up already? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Silvertips will take on Victoria Royals on Saturday. So that's Steve Willits. I'm Tom Lafferty. This is Prep Sports Weekly. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett. K237GN AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-I-K-O. Oh, yeah. Tell you something. 
Hold your hand.